two on the clock for the win. Welcome back to Unsportsmanlike Conduct Podcast. What's what up, a great guys? weekend it was, guys. I mean, what up, what up? Crazy. We got my friend oh, Taylor oh, here. We got my friend Parker what's here. What's up, we got everybody? Me, Cameron Tyler Cure here. Back in it. <laughs> we here. And guess what? T- it's Taysom time, baby. It is hey, Taysom time. Hey. So. Man. First item on the agenda today. Obviously, I just said taste some time. What do y'all think about his first start? His first NFL career start? Man, I think that's as much as you can ask for for like a first start. Like you go and you look at what Teddy did because, you know, everyone keeps comparing Jameis and Taysom to Teddy uh, when he was in this situation. Uh, his first start against Seattle, you know, Taysom outperformed him by a mile. Um, you know, Seattle was really a all defense and special teams game. And yesterday was too, um, you know, defense played out of their minds, but Taysom really showed a lot. Um, I don't know if he showed enough to be the heir apparent quite yet. I have to see more. Agreed. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make that call after one game. Um, but I mean, he had a couple great throws. Um, that one throw on the run to Mike where he just hit him right in stride was just amazing you know first one of the game yeah that first real long uh that dot um but you know he had a couple long balls to emmanuel sanders that just like it looked like emmanuel sanders was catching a punt return man like the second one was good the second one he threw that sanders caught it on the guy's head but it was a hold that was a good throw the other one was just an absolute duck though yeah i props to Emmanuel Sanders for catching that ball, you know. Um, it looked like you're right. It looked like a punt. <laughs> he literally he kept adjusting to it. It looked like an out. He looked like an outfielder trying to field <laughs> yeah. a, a fly ball. I, um, I but, literally saw all over, um, all over Twitter, at, like everywhere. Everybody was literally saying he literally punted the ball. And some one of my friends actually <laughs> reacted. He said, "I think he hit the rafters up top. How high that ball went." Yeah, I mean, it was it just straight up wasn't a good throw. But I mean, he went. I got it right here. He went eighteen to twenty three for two thirty three, and then he had ten carries for fifty one yards and two touchdowns. Um, so I mean, that, that's not bad. I don't know the specific percentage on that, but that's like right at seventy five percent, I believe. So I mean, that's no, he that's was pretty at, good. That's all he we was at uh, seventy eight, and he had like the fifth highest completion okay. percentage. No, because I saw. A yeah, I don't know. That, uh, he Did you guys see his QBR? What was his QBR? His QBR was 109. Wow. Impressive. And that round was 19. Yeah, first game. I mean, I think it was all that we could really ask for as Saints fans from the first game. I mean, no. obviously, obviously, Sean Payton had a system drawn up, and it looked like it worked pretty good. Only thing I would have liked to see a little earlier would have been more of him running the ball because I know we all spoke about it and we were watching the game, but – just watching how the game was playing, we're at a third and one, and you have a guy who almost every time he runs the ball is getting you four or five yards of carry. I mean, he's averaging five and a half right now at carry. So I don't understand why on a third and one, you're not just going to QB power right up the gut. But, um, you know, other than that, I mean, I was impressed. I mean, I think he definitely put himself in a scenario this offseason that it's going to make things a lot more difficult on the front office to if they want to go get somebody or if he's going to be the guy. But I think biggest thing was before the game, I think the reason he honestly got the start was the fact that they paid him $21 million this offseason. They said, hey, we're going to need to have a second to see, is he going to be the quarterback of the future or is we going to give this nod to somebody else? Right. I think that's what it was all about. And he answered the call, I think. And it would not surprise me at all if, you know, when those contract negotiations were going on, if there was kind of a verbal, almost like an agreement or a promise from Sean to taste and be like, you know, we signed you to this. If Drew goes down again, like he did last year, uh, if it happens again, it's your time. You're going to get the call. Um, I don't know that for sure, but it would not surprise me at all if that's something that had happened. Um, you know, he said at the beginning of the year, that's why I was confused why everybody was up in arms about it. He said, Sean came out at the beginning of the year and said, Taysom is the number two. He's the backup. Right. 
right. Jameis was third. I think everybody got all confused because Jameis came in in the second half of last week's game. So that, but I think when Sean right away, because it sounds like from Monday morning when they walked in the building, Taysom was the starter. He took all the first team reps, all everything. So I don't think they even blinked. I think they knew right away he's going to be the guy. Yeah, I mean. And looking at the schedule here, uh, next week we have the Broncos and then we have the Falcons again. You know, neither of those are throwaway games, like if we're playing like the Jets or somebody. But, I mean, they're not tough games. Uh, Denver's Denver's got a good defense and at OK defense have got some good pieces. But, you know, my man uh, Drew Locke hasn't really <laughs> showed, yeah, us what he he showed, us, showed us what he can do yet. Um, so, opinions, Cam? Um... About Taysom? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he definitely showed us um, what he can do. I I hated that we had so many holding calls and penalties that hindered a lot of his performance. I mean, he he should have had a lot more more completions than he did and probably a touchdown or maybe two if it wasn't for all the penalties that we had. That's something we definitely need to clear it up on as a team. But all in all, I couldn't be more impressed with his uh, his first NFL career start. He definitely exceeded my expectations just because, I mean, we haven't really seen him play like a, a Drew-style uh, offense. Um, well, I, sh- I should say more of a Sean Payton-style offense. But there's nothing Drew like about that game. Right. I'm, I meant like more of a Sean Payton style offense, right. but it was more tailored to Taysom rather than Drew Brees. And I liked what I saw. Hopefully we we stick to that the that style of play and the way we played like that a little better though uh, in the next coming games because the Falcons is always a hard game for some yeah. reason it's always it's always a difficult game especially in the first quarter the first and second well first half I should say of last uh, last night's game I mean it it was a struggle at first for in my opinion I mean we. We weren't getting the ball down the field, I think, good enough. And then we had the missed field goal. We had the drop passes. So, I mean, that's something we also need to work on because I can't believe we paid Michael Thomas this much and he dropped that pass like that. And then he looked at his hands like, oh, my God, my hands. Well, dude, you, you, you're a kajillionaire. Catch the ball. You're in the NFL. Money, that money's weighing him down. <laughs> hey, I mean, he, he, he did go for, like, what, nine catches with 104? Yeah, I, and, yeah, yeah no. I'm not. He he, he stepped, he it, up stepped it up in the he second half. Oh yeah, he did step yeah. it up. But you know, I but see, the person uh, who really stepped it up is that defense. That defense. Yeah, you know, I see so much. I see whenever anybody's talking about this, I see so much credit to the defense, and I see a lot of credit given to Taysom Hill. I do not see enough credit given to Sean Payton and that game plan he was able to put together. Um, you know, Correct. knowing Sean, he's a genius. He's an evil genius. He's probably. <laughs> had this game plan in the works since the day he signed Taysom, you know, or the day he realized what Taysom was, he's probably had a game plan being like, okay, this is what we're doing. If Taysom ends up starting a game for us, this is where our game plan is going to be. And he's probably had two years to kind of fix it up, tweak it a little bit. And the day finally came and it, it worked perfect. Um, Correct. But yeah, holding, hat, hat, that's what hat's I love about Sean. Off. Hats got to go off to Dennis Allen, though. I mean, the last, did you oh, guys know man. in the last three games in 12 quarters, they have allowed one touchdown? I mean, that's insane in this era of football where yeah. it's, I mean, it's all offensive based. I mean, that's just insane. That's I mean, why it's got to be. If we're able to keep this up with the Saints defense, and like I said, we're getting our swag back. Like they were, we were up by three points. And Demario Davis was dancing on the sideline because he just knew. Yeah. He knew, like, we're with well, this game's already over the way we're about to play. Uh, especially when Drew comes back, um, with our offense being this dynamic, with all these pieces becoming healthy and seeing what our offense can be, I don't see another team that has, in the NFC at least, that has this dynamic of an offense and that good of a defense backing it up. Maybe just you know? Green Bay. That's about it. Maybe Green Bay, but I wouldn't. I would give the Saints the nod on def- on at least the defensive side of the ball over the Packers. And that's why we've seen them play one, already, baby. and it was a really close game. So yeah, and I mean, and you gotta think that was without Mike. Um, 
which, like I said, Mike, even when he's not catching the ball, Mike just opens up our offense so much more knowing and gives our quarterback so much more confidence, at least or Sean gives Sean so much more confidence to call those big plays because he knows if it doesn't work, he's got Michael Thomas on the slant route or something, a little dump that Mike's going to catch it, fall forward and at least get you five or six. It's kind of weird to see Kamara yesterday kind of almost take a step back. He was kind of out of the offense almost essentially. I think he only had yeah. 50 yards. He didn't have a catch. So that was Murray, different. Really. I mean, obviously, I think Murray's the best, nor- the better north and south runner on the team. I yeah, mean, I, I think we all know that. Kamara's the guy definitely. who catches all the screens and all the little dump off passes and takes them for long yards. But Murray, a, Murray did his thing. And that's another thing, too. You see that, you see the the production lost in Kamara when Taysom's in. And it's not it's not a bad thing, but it's not a good thing either because you can definitely tell that they weren't running all those dump-off type passes a lot as much as when Drew Brees is in. But I think it's also because Taysom has an arm. I mean, that dude was flinging the ball. Like, yeah, he throws it hard. He throws that thing hard. His, his throwing mechanics are so weird. They, I just, they are weird. weird. That he just kind of like almost looks like he's pushing the ball. When he, he throws, he throws a lot off his back foot too, and he throws he throws like uh, really open. Like he opens up his front yeah. leg, throwing sideways. And I don't know how he, fl- he flings it that hard, throwing like that. I mean, just strong down the team. I know, it's true. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, he makes pitch perfect, accurate passes, and yeah. it, it's just crazy. Yeah. Um. It's crazy that he can do it like that. And that's why I think we're in good hands until Breeze comes back. And then I guess after these ne- next two, three games, we see Taysom. I think that's when we'll see. Yeah. If it's unless, really the future. Yeah. These next two, three games. I think he's going to get a really big test. I don't see Drew coming back at least. I think Drew will be back first playoff game if he comes back. And I hopefully think- we right, – right now we have that first round by. So hopefully we could hold on to that. But, I mean, I don't see him come back before the first playoff game. So, we're going to get to see Taysom go up against Pat Mahomes. to be pretty cool. And, you know, so, yeah. I think I think that's probably the smart thing to do also because – Oh, yeah. I mean, this if the if the report is true, Drew Brees has 11 fractured ribs. Yeah, yeah. R- but rib fractures sound way scarier than they are. Like no, I said, correct. The, the projection is still – the projection is still three to four weeks for Drew. Right. And in a perfect world, he gets healthy – and we keep winning games, and let's say um, Green Bay and Seattle keep lo- and Tampa keep losing, and we kind of kind of get a bigger gap in that first seed in the NFC to where almost we can lock up that bye maybe before the last week of the season. And so these yeah, games, just don't even play him. Yeah, don't even. He can be healthy. He can dress out if he wants to, but like, don't even play him. Like these games are throwaway games. Like the game last game of the season past couple of years where we have that first round by or that first seed locked up to where like a, te- a guy like Teddy would have gone in or something like that. Right. Um, speaking of injuries, a uh, big one happened uh, this Sunday. Mm. Um, you know, Shout yeah. out to the goat. A uh, lot. This is bad for football. Um, I saw that it's much worse than they originally thought. Originally they thought it was just a left ACL tear, but it's left ACL, MCL and additional knee damage um, which, I figured which I mean I, I'm not trying to sound like depressing or anything well, but you didn't you didn't even address who we're talking about for the people that aren't watching on yeah YouTube. I, fig- so I figured that I figured they knew but we're talking about uh <laughs> Joe Burrow uh Joey B down in Cincy um you know that's the same injury that kind of derailed RG3's career granted RG3 was a much more mobile quarterback than Joe uh I, obviously I want to see him bounce back I don't think his career's over but when you look at an injury that bad, it's normally a freak accident or a freak play, but everyone is going at the Bengals, the Bengals' throat right now, blaming them for how they managed his first season. Damn right. As, they um, sh- as everybody should. Yeah, he led the league in dropback passes as a rookie. Um, no bro, just go, go, just go watch the film on that play. If you watch it from the beginning and you watch his offensive lineman, I put it to you this way. They rushed five guys. We ha- and the Bengals had six guys blocking. Yep. How do you let them get to your quarterback that quickly? And if you look at it closely, I don't recommend going to look at it because it's a very nasty injury. Um, mm-hmm. You look at it closely, their offensive linemen 
he got beat so bad that the only thing he can think to do is take that defensive lineman and push him to the ground, and he pushes him into Joe, and that's yep. what causes injury. Joe's leg, Joe was getting set to throw, and so he straightened his leg out. And so as his leg's straight, that defensive lineman gets pushed into Joe, and, I mean, it just hyperextends yep. way too far. And I want to set the record straight now as far as the Cincinnati Bengals go. They need to take their first-round pick, their second-round pick, and their third round pick and put it in the offensive line. I don't hear no more this nonsense about, oh, we're going to go pick Jamar Chase in the top five. No, you got enough weapons at wide receiver for right now. You need to protect your quarterback and you need to establish a run game because you got to get running back and mix him when he's healthy. You, you have, they have AJ Green and T. Higgins. Those are two. And they have, I know he hasn't done anything, but you know, they have a guy like John Ross who's a burner. He's right, Tyler Boyd's together. crushing it right now. And Tyler Boyd. Yeah, I say I don't care what pick they have, even if you can trade up. I assume they'll have a pretty high pick. I don't care if you're number one. You got to go take uh, that Sewell kid. I don't know if you pronounce his name right. That kid out of Oregon. He's one so of the highest. The lineman, huh? Yeah, he's one of the highest rated yeah. uh, offensive linemen coming into the draft in the past five, six years. I mean, the kid is unreal. And I mean, just having yeah, one. They need to get him. One anchor like that can change your whole offensive line. Like, look, like, and th- and that's the thing. They have a couple big time guys on that line. They're just not performing. Yeah, they have Jonah Williams at right tackle. I don't know if y'all remember him when he came out of Alabama. He was a beast. He won like two national championships. But I mean, he's just garbage right now. He's coming off an injury, but still, it you know, all it, comes down to coaching, though. It's all I was about coaching. To say, it could be coaching. You know. Um, oh yeah. But at the end of the day, I mean, it can come down to coaching, but if your offensive line is that well, bad, can't coach not getting beat. That's where we got to tie it in also. I mean, why is Joe throwing that many passes a game with that kind of offensive line? Why is he throwing the ball 50 Didn't times a game? he have like 63 passing attempts in one of his like first three games? Yeah, like first three games. It was like, I don't know if it was, I think it was 59, 60, somewhere. That's, right un, that's unreal, unacceptable. Especially I mean, for a co- uh, rookie quarterback. Pat, dude, Patrick Mahomes was well, doing that. And for a guy who has a, a all pro running back, I mean, when he when Mixon was healthy, that's I've that's seen, just I've seen Mixon beat up Auburn in the Sugar Bowl back when he was at Oklahoma. <laughs> he is an animal. Um, right. I guess kind of getting off of a kind of sad topic. Um, I guess staying well, on the NFL. All praise, all praise to Joe Burrow before we move on. That wishing a speeding recovery, my man. No. Doubt. Um, we are going into week twelve, I believe. Correct. Uh, yes, week yes, twelve. Yes, week twelve. Yes. Uh, we'll, we won't touch touch on all the games. Maybe we'll touch on a couple. Um, the first game. Uh, yeah, big one is Ravens at Pittsburgh. Do Pittsburgh? I mean, you keep, you keep saying you can't. I'm rocking. I'm rocking with Steelers, man. I'm just rocking with them. I haven't seen enough out of Lamar Jackson right now to prove that they're going to beat. Steelers in this one, uh, they inched by who is it they played yesterday? I watched a little bit of it. Jaguars. The, oh, they they lost yesterday. I apologize. I thought the Ravens came back. Okay, the Titans oh, ended the up Ravens squeaking out and beat yeah and beating the Ravens thirty to twenty four. Uh, I just haven't seen enough out of Lamar this year to give me confidence that he's going to beat yeah, an undefeated the team. Li- the line is minus oh, yeah. three right now. For the I got Steelers? minus four and a half. Yeah. Steelers minus three. Yeah. Um, yeah, mine says minus four and a half. Oh man, they're well. It was a relatively close game with their first encounter this season. So I mean, I, I think it'll be like that again if Lamar's yeah. proven one hundred percent healthy. If he's not, then it I think it might be a blowout for the Steelers. Well, I, I also heard the Ravens had a COVID outbreak, and J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram both had yeah. COVID. So that's um, like two start running backs. Saints, so like we said earlier, Saints are uh, heading up to the Mile High City, going to face Denver. Uh, Saints minus six right now. I'll take that. I'll take the Saints to cover That's that. That's a big spread. Denver's bad this year. What are they? Four? They're four and six. Four and six. Yeah, that's that's going to be really the, interesting though. It's going to be really interesting to see them playing the cold like that. that. That's what I was about to say. The only f- big factor I think for yeah. the Saints is just going to be that cold weather and that hey, high man. altitude. Taysom and Mike are fine. Taysom and Mike will be fine with cold weather. Taysom from BYU. Mike's from Ohio State. They're fine with cold weather. Now, now, yeah, Taysom. <laughs> Now, um, Idaho or Illinois with, with teams, especially teams that play in a dome or in warmer weather, run the running game is what really gets you against these cold, these cold games and, uh, 
these bad AFC teams. Um, Alva Kamara and Latavius Murray are real. I'm not, I shouldn't say have to step it up because they've already proven that there's really versatile running backs, but they're, they're going to be a big um, part of that game plan against the Broncos. And I think they need to, they're going to shred against Denver's defense. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the game plan for the run game. Run away from a guy whose jersey says Chubb. <laughs> you know, Von Miller. Going you guys out. think we'll see more? You guys think we'll see more of Taysom running the ball this game or it'll be. Similar last time. I, I think believe. so. With their best, with the Broncos, kind of, uh, you know, their best defensive player being out all year in Von Miller. I think we will. You know, uh, Atlanta's defense was, you know, like we talk about it, but Atlanta's defense was hot coming into last week. Um, and I guess we'll just touch on one more game. This is honestly the biggest game of the week. This is Chiefs at Tampa. Uh, yeah, huge jam. We're rooting for the Chiefs in this one. Yeah, big, big Chiefs guys, big Mahomes guys. As Shannon Sharp would say, Mahomes boy. Um. The line is oh, Chiefs, the the line is Chiefs minus three. Chiefs minus dude, honestly, it's in Tampa. It looks like I think Kansas City's going to roll them. I think they beat them by ten at least. Yeah, I'd like that. That would give us that would make it. We're eight and two right now. They put them at seven and four. I mean, that would make it almost impossible for Tampa to come back and get that division. Yeah, game. we'd have to lose every game for the rest of the year. But with the division would almost be a lock for four years in a row. So. Who, who's who's pretty cool playing there. playing tonight? We're, we're we're recording this on Monday night, November twenty third. Tampa, Tampa's Tampa. playing tonight though. So Tampa, Tampa and the Rams. The, I know the Rams got a their minus four tonight. Oh yeah, I'm I, sure. I, I forgot that the Tampa and the Rams are playing today. Yeah, I'll four take, and a half. I'll take, I'll take LA in that game. No, no, for sure. I think I think LA is going to come out with the dub on that one. No, I'll um, go against y'all. I'll take I'll take the Buccaneers. I have, sadly, and this is not from my fantasy team, but I think uh, Antonio Brown may show up tonight. Oh God, we'll see. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll see. Moving away from the NFL a little bit, um, the NBA draft was last week. Lot to talk about there. Lot to talk about. Um, you know, Anthony Edwards going number one. You know, there was all this talk that they were locked in on Lamelo, and then they didn't want Lamelo. Um. But I really like the pick, Anthony Edwards. I Definitely. really like the pick. Um, no, I like the pick aside from the kid coming out the next day and saying that he's not a huge fan of basketball. I mean, he's yeah, got pick I didn't, number I didn't, one. Like, that didn't sit right with me either. <laughs> Imagine like they had those, you know, like the NFL, they have the NFL comment, they have like those meetings where they sit you down and interview basically. Imagine if they're like, how do you, do you love basketball, son? He's like, mm, you know, it's, it is what it's it is. Right. It's whatever. Like, are you just paying to get your bills paid? Like, <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, oh. back to what you said. It, I like the pick. It was a good pick. It fit them well. I don't think like we we had this talk last uh, episode. Uh, we were saying how Minnesota needs a box office player. I don't really see him as a box office player, but oh, he is. He's definitely a baller. I, I, he has, he has the potential to be box office. I mean, granted, like if you're getting drafted number one overall, you have to have the potential to be box office. Well, um, correct. Unless you're like, um, well, he's not, I don't think he's as box office as LaMelo is, is what I'm saying. That's a, yeah. I mean, LaMelo is just like such a big name. Like he's been right. surrounded by the, the camera since he was 14, 14, 14 yeah. had the fro yeah. and the, messed up teeth um any picks I mean, stand out to you guys that you were surprised by or i'm really like surprised that? that the knicks took uh top in. i'm surprised they took a forward they really need guard play i didn't like that pick at all um you know they keep saying they want skywalk the knicks fans begged for like some skywalking big above the rim player and they finally get them in the draft where they didn't need a a, a forward um yeah but, they're paying Julius Randle a good little bit of money. Um, I can't think off the top of my head, but I mean, they need guards. Who's their starting shooting guard right now? Alonzo Trier? Yeah, um, I, I honestly don't. Know. I'd have I to mean, he was I last season. Didn't they sign? Didn't they sign somebody? Oh, wait, oh, you're talking RJ about Barrett. shooting guard or point guard? Or just Either guard way, in general. they need guard playing. Yeah, general. RJ I mean, Barrett. RJ Barrett's their top. Yeah, guy. you're right. Uh, Frank Nitekin is not the answer at point guard. He's not a bad player, but you're not going to win a championship with him at the one. Um, nowadays the one, yeah, and the, the one and the three are the two most important positions in basketball. You gotta have a good, you gotta have a good point guard and you got a good small forward. Like you look at 
the top players in the league right now, LeBron, Giannis, Giannis, you know, he'll play both, uh, Kawhi, um, they all play small forward, um, KD, KD, I'm talking about like top guys. Oh, top, top, top. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. I I got you. I got you. Like superstar level. Right. Um, and kind of touching, you know, on the Pelicans pick, didn't like it. You know, we need uh, depth at small forward. Uh, Aaron Neesmith was right there. Best pure shooter in the draft, uh, which is shooting yeah. something we really lack. We got B.I. and we got J.J. who can consistently hit from deep. And then Melly when he's high. Yeah, but he can't. He can't play the three. Who? J.J. No, I'm saying just in general shooting. Oh, just in general. Oh, yeah, that's it. They definitely, and especially as much as I hate Etuan Moore, they lost him this weekend, which I mean exactly. he was a shooter. So exactly. they, they do need to address that. I My thing is this with the whole draft pick selection. I think there's something going on that we don't know about. Yeah, I this, think one of the guards is on the move, like either it's Lonzo or Bledsoe, Bledsoe or one of yeah. those. So I think they're on the move. So I think they expect this Kyra Lewis kid to come in and play right away as a, off the bench, but they expect him to play right away. So I think they're probably going to address those needs in a trade. I don't think it's coming to free agency, but it, like Cameron said, it is Monday and Ingram still hasn't been re-signed. They extended him the qualifying offer. Um, so we'll kind of have to wait and see at this point. Hopefully next week we have a little more info. Yeah, I mean, the NBA has kind of just been a storm of news, rumors, and things like that. Rumors more than anything. Um, and, you know, I will say this right now so I can have it on video evidence. The Pelicans will regret trading away the draft rights to RJ Hampton. They are, they're going to regret it. He is going to be the steal of the draft, and I will stand by that. And I will admit if I'm wrong, but I do not I just disagree because they got Steve Adams. So, I mean, I disagree. So. That's a good point. Um, yeah, Steven. but we got we got an expiring contract, Steve Adams, on a twenty nine million dollar cap hit. Like he's not twenty nine mil. I checked today; it was like twenty three, twenty two, or twenty three. I'm sorry, no. Okay, but, so it's twenty. It's no, you're wrong. It's twenty because I, I checked on Sport Track, and Sport Track is always accurate. It's twenty seven million, but he has a geez. trade. Ki- he has a trade kicker, so uh, the Thunder is paying. The other two million, so it is a twenty-nine million dollar hmm. cap hit, but it's only a twenty-seven million dollar cap hit for us, and it's a two million dollar for Thunder. Yeah, so, I mean, okay. I, I really like Steve Adams. I like him as a person more than a player. He's really funny, um, but I mean, he's super physical. Um, yeah, you're he, right. Twenty-seven point five. Yeah, he um, he's like thirty years old, I believe. So he's not young, but he's not too yeah, old. I, I don't think we'll keep him, but I mean, we want to win. I mean, they need to win some games this year and make the playoffs. And I think he definitely can and help him see, do that. This is where I'm confused at. I, I love having Steve Adams. I think he's a great uh, stretch five center. But the thing is... Well, he's not He's not a stretch five. Well, they, they say he's a stretch five. That, that's what all the news, out, news media outlets said. That man cannot shoot. No, well, <laughs> and I agree. I agree, but I'm saying he. They they said he's a stretch five. I don't see it, but that's what they call him. Let I'll just say he's a great center. He's a he's a great center that we can that we can have veteran wise to for him to learn to uh, teach and um, teach Jackson Hayes so he can uh, craft his skills, and then also just to have that veteran experience. Like we, we need that veteran leadership in the, in the locker room. And like Parker said, he's, he's a great guy. So you want that, you want to keep building that lockership culture, uh, locker room culture. But yeah, I, I just, I, the, I think I like to trade a lot. I do like to trade a lot, but my big thing is if you're in, win, if you are in win now mode, why trade drew? You and know, that's, I know, that's what I was getting at because they they've gone back and forth so many times. Like we've had Gail and DG both say we we want to build for the future and we're not going to get in win mode right away. But then we're making all these trades and you trade away your bet the best two, arguably the best two way guard in the in the um in the league when you could have eas- easily signed somebody in um free agency to get that center. I'll take. I'll just point this out. I'll take Clay Thompson. 
Um, well, he has a broken leg, two of them. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Um, yeah. but, but um, that's why I said arguably. I think Drew's yeah. one of the best two-way guards. Well, I'm, well, well, they're, y'all are really, really hating on somebody right now, and that's Mr. Jimmy Butler because he is the best yeah. two-way guard right now. <laughs> I completely. I just didn't think about Jimmy. I didn't even think about Jimmy. Wow. And dude, you know, yeah. but anyways, know, that's a different conversation. Yeah, but. we could have gotten. You know, we just don't know what D, uh, Dave's up to. I mean, he could be in talks. That's trade what I keep saying. Y'all keep getting mad about the RJ Hampton thing, but like, I, I think there's a lot going on behind the scenes we don't know about. We could be getting. And I, I think it was a. I think it was a good move. When you look at it, we lost favors, so you definitely had to address that position. And I think we got better at that position. Now, like you said, one place we didn't get better at was small forward. We've kind of gone downhill there we have we don't have a backup right now which is yeah. scary to think about but um it's early in free agency so i think as, if we don't address it i mean i think you're going to see josh end up playing a lot of the three well, he um, did a lot last year but i mean i would like to see him play more at the two i agree um but we never know you know uh the pals could be looking at trading for a superstar I mean you know there's these know. little tiny there's these little tiny rumbles and i don't put much credit to him that the they're looking at the beard. Um, and I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. If I had a bet, I'd bet against it. But I mean, if you want my honest opinion, if the Pels are able to keep their starting five and somehow get Harden, you know, um, or even trade away like someone like Lonzo, that's a that's a champion, that's that's a championship contending team right away. I mean, that's challenging the big dogs. Uh like let's say we do, let's say we trade uh, Bledsoe and all our picks, and maybe a Kyra Lewis. I mean, starting five of Lonzo, Harden, Bi, Zion, and Stephen Adams. I mean, that's gonna be hard. To, that's gonna be really hard to beat. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't think that move will happen, but it's just something fun to play around with, you know. The but, reason, you the know. reason I don't think that trade's gonna happen. I mean, look at look at what we've traded away, or what we got for Drew Holiday. What are the Rockets going to ask in return? Yeah, well, that, and they kind of already said they're not worried about his trade demands. They're going to keep him. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I think the Pels might not be a big player in this year's, you know, we haven't been really big in this year's NBA free agency, but it was very, very shallow, you know, but I think we'll be big players in next year. I really think we're going to be a big player next year. Um, And, you know, guys like, I mean, everyone's available. I mean, Obviously, we're not going to go after a Giannis or a LeBron, uh, but Kawhi's available. Paul George is available. Rudy Gobert, Victor Oladipo. Um, a guy like Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan. Um, yeah. a, guy like, a guy like Blake Griffin, Mike Conley. Um, all those players are going to be available, and then you never know who's going to be available with trades. So we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Just kind of expanding things on that, though. I mean, now that we're kind of in the heart of free agency, uh, I wanted to get y'all's opinion on what y'all thought of the Lakers and their kind of new lineup going forward. If y'all think they're uh, going to repeat, or who y'all thinks gonna, who y'all uh, thinks gonna come out of the yeah. West? Ah, uh, uh, Lakers are really good, man. Like I don't like the Lakers. Uh, I'm not a fan of LeBron's. Um, you're either, everyone watching is either going to hate that I said that or love that I said that. But um, I mean, they just got better, man. Uh, Dinner Shooter's a nice piece, uh, and then you you pick up the. Uh, so, well, did Montrez Harrell win six man, or at least if he didn't win it, he was in contention. He, he, I believe he won it. You win, you go out, and you get the six man of the year. Oh, now, dude, my thing is, I wonder who they're going to end up starting because they start LeBron at the point guard, but I don't know who the two will be. I guess the two may be Wesley Matthews. I don't know. LeBron plays the one, but they'll still like they would still roll out Rondo in the starting lineup. Mm. Um, See, I think they'll just surround him with some shooters. It'll be him, and I guess Kuzma may come off the bench. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to play it all in, but I don't know if y'all saw today. They got Marc Gasol today, so that's pretty, yeah, pretty yeah, cool. That's that's I mean, a that's a that's big. Their, that's their new starting center. That, that's a big yeah. step up from what they had last year, and also um, they had Dwight as the backup. So having bringing in Marc Gasol, that's that's a pretty big uh, yeah accomplishment for them. Yeah, What's and I believe that, well, and I believe they brought back KCP, so he'll he may end up starting again if he can shoot a little better than he shot last year. Oh. But I think coming, up, I think the West Western Conference Finals will probably be it's going to be Denver and them. I think yeah. Denver, I think, Man. is going to be studs next year. You know, KCP. Well, I mean, they, they were this year, but KCP hit the second most threes in any playoff, uh, like in the playoffs 
in NBA history. Only one player's hit more, or if it was at least for the Lakers. Kobe hit 49, KCP hit 45. Wow. And I did not expect that. But yeah, I thought Marcus All was done with the NBA. I thought he was going overseas. I guess that changed. Uh, yeah, I, I believe he, funny. but didn't he play overseas during the pandemic? Oh, he might or no, have. I don't, he was, I don't yeah, remember. you're right. He was definitely talking about that. But I guess when you get a call from the Lakers, um, his brother played there. So yeah, his brother played. He won't be as good as his brother on the Lakers, but yeah, I think the Lakers repeat, unfortunately, unless we see some guy come out and just really elevate his game to a new level on a team that's that on a team that's kind of close. Like maybe if we see a guy in um on a team like Denver really elevate his game, like if we see Michael Porter Jr. become what he can what he can be, you know, I think they give they give them a good shot. Um I'd like to see Phoenix get one more piece and see if they can make a run at things. Because yeah. when you look at their starting five, if they could get one more piece, they could be something. Because I mean they got eight in that center, Booker at the two, Chris Paul at the one. And then I'm not sure who starts at power forward for them off the top of my head, but they got a solid, solid group right now. I'll tell you right now who is going to be an issue coming up soon, and that is the Charlotte Hornets. The Charlotte Hornets Maybe. are building something. I mean, everyone is hating on that Gordon Hayward signing, but he averaged 18 point, 18 and a half, like five and four as the fourth option on the team. Bro, 30 million a year though? I wouldn't have given them thirty million a year, but I mean, when you look at, I mean, they got they they have Lamelo now. If he pans it's out, it's not a good it's not a good move in my opinion signing him. Uh, I I don't think it's a bad move signing him. I think it was too much money, but I mean they're well, gonna. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm adding the contract. Yeah, into that. But I mean, I would not be surprised if they if they make the playoffs. Um. Oh yeah, me either. I mean, especially in the East. Yo, yeah. I mean, Lamelo, Devonte Graham, who Devonte Graham is just keeps getting better and better. Uh, you'll have Gordon Hayward, Mikael Bridges, PJ Washington, and Miles uh, Bridges. Miles Bridges, and then I don't know who plays center for Cody Zeller. And uh, you know he's kind of yeah, he's kind of a scrub. But I mean that that first four is nice. Well, they're um, supposed to be trading Scary Terry, so maybe they can get somebody back for him. Yeah. Um, so kind of keep it on that. Uh, Obviously, I guess we're all thinking that kind of. Do y'all think Gordon Hay was was the guy that got overpaid the most this season? This free, yeah. I mean, uh, definitely. Yeah, all right, kind of going off that a little bit harder question. Who do you think got underpaid the most? Uh, somebody who's low key. I might not even know who he is, but DeAndre Bembry he played for the um, mm-hmm. Hawks last year. I watched him play a lot, so we get a lot of Hawks games here. But um, yeah, he's somebody I thought they got underpaid. He only got. I believe he's going to Toronto now. And he only got $2 million a year for two years. So that's pretty low. Yeah. That was one I saw. Um, Trying to think, Cam, you had anybody stood out to you? Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't really know. Uh, I think a lot of the big name guys got what they deserved besides Gordon Hayward. I think uh, we already said this. I think he got a little overpaid. But uh, not, not too many underpaid guys that I can really think of off the top of my head right now. Um, I have kinda, a list up. Kind of curious. I'm curious to see what, um, if anybody hasn't seen DeMarcus Cousins got picked up by the Rockets, I'm curious to see if that's just a vet men or like the 2.5 or how much that's going to be. That's kind of an interesting little signing. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Um, Damian Jones is heading to Phoenix, Taylor. I saw... Um, Derek Jones Jr. got paid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so um, kind of st- sticking off the two opposite things, what was the, what do y'all think the smartest move that a team made this season was? This kind of offseason, and what was the dumbest? Mm. Um, there was a lot of moves mm. that I didn't think that was going to happen. No, well, not think that I was that was going to happen, but a lot of moves that did happen, and a lot of I don't know. It, 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 this was a very weird free agency in, in and draft, in my opinion. Like I, I know how going back to the draft a little bit. I know how um, they always like buck up the draft a little bit, saying that it's always going to be active. But that was one of the most boring first rounds. I've ever watched, in my opinion, 
it, it, no, it, every pick was so predictable. Well, you know, if you want an honest opinion, you know, last year's draft was obviously very exciting for us, but you want to talk about predictable picks. I mean, top five were set in stone. I mean, there was, at least this year, we had a little controversy around number one pick and who it was going to be. Right. No, that's true. Last year, yeah. at least at least you say last year, one through three, you could have just. Yeah, I mean, I knew we, right everybody the knew. Draft happened. Everybody um, knew we were already picking Zion at one. I yeah. mean, that as but soon no. as as soon as we got the number one pick, we were already on the clock, and we were we were already setting stone of who we were getting. Yeah, but no, getting back to kind of smart and dumb moves. I mean, I mean, I really like the Lakers kind of plucking Montrezl Harrell out of the out of their uh, neighbor for, for a cheap price too. It wasn't that yeah. much? No, I mean, I might have to give it to them. I mean, that was a really good move on their part. I think. I think Fred Van Vliet going back to the Raptors oh, is another good one. That's four that's years at eighty-five mil. Congrats yeah. to him, man. I mean, yeah, congrats he got to his uh, bag. champagne poppy. Um, <laughs> congratulations. I think another cool one was uh, Rondo to the Hawks. I think Rondo's going to be able to sit there and mentor Trey Young right. for the next two years. I think that's a good one. Uh, and then the other one would just be the obvious of Tatum and Donovan Mitchell getting locked up for the next five years. Mm-hmm. So that's smart money. moves on both their parts. Um, yeah. When is Jamal Murray's contract up? Jamal Murray will. That's a good question. I could look it up. Uh, because man, if you take if you give me the options, Jamal Murray, Jason Tatum, and Donovan Mitchell, after watching Jamal in last year's playoffs, I don't know if I can't take him. I mean, um, so he is. So he actually did sign a new deal. It looks like he's locked up until twenty twenty five. That was a small. Oh, yeah, they, they gave him the max, so he got well the max he could get. He got thirty one, thirty one point six a year. Yeah, average. Um, and he no, gets twenty nine, thirty one, thirty three, thirty six. So there weren't that many dumb moves during free agency. Most teams kind of played it close to the vest. Nothing really surprising. But like I said, there weren't that many big names going on the board, going off uh, to new teams. So it's kind of hard to make a real dumb decision. Um, we kind of already touched on the Pelicans rumors. Uh, so I guess we can kind of say we kind of touched on it. We kind of dive deeper into it. Uh, who do y'all see the Pelicans rolling out game one starters? Um, If we keep Bledsoe, I, I – and y'all are gonna hate me for this. We already had Cameron. this. We already had this conversation, and I, I want to put it in the video format. I know Zion. I mean, Lonzo is not a two. He is the definition of a point guard. Correct. But a shooting guard shoots. You know this. They don't run the floor. Bledsoe cannot shoot the ball. You like could just. You Lonzo could just stop. Can. You could just. You could just stop. Here, you said it all right go. there. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to what you just said, though. What, what did I? What that said, Zion said, is the definition said, of a point guard. I mean, you said, Lonzo? Lon, you said Lonzo is the definition of a point guard, but let's not end of conversation. End, of conversation. end of conversation. Lonzo. He doesn't play the shooting guard. He Lonzo just doesn't play it. Will be the worst player on the Pelicans if he does not run the offense with the ball in his hands. Okay, so you put Bledsoe at the two. Correct. If we keep on, if we keep, if you want my honest opinion, I don't think we keep Bledsoe. I don't. Think I don't think we do either. But there's um, rumors and a lot to of the bench. There's sources. There's sources confirmed that he is going to be staying with us. You for can't now. put for you, now. You can't put a sixteen million dollar player on the bench. I just yeah. don't see it. That's a waste of money. You a thousand percent can. Why would you, you let? Why would you let a player hurt you twice? If he's not playing well, why would you let him hurt you twice? If he's not playing well. Now, if he's not playing well. Now, what if he is playing well? And what? I expect so, JJ I expect JJ or Josh Hart to start at the two, especially with JJ having all the ties that Stan Van Gundy. I definitely expect that to be a possible move. And Lonzo at the one, and then Bledsoe off the bench. 100%. I agree. I, I, think, I think we see Kyra Lewis come off the bench at the two a little bit. Um, I think we see him he's only he's only six three though, so I don't know. Yeah, but I mean that's the same position. I mean Drew Drew started for us at point, and he's six three. So yeah, I mean, he's, he's the thing is, I, I don't see Kyra. I don't see Kyra as a shooting guard. I don't. He he likes to drive into the lane a lot, and he has good passing IQ. I mean, Cameron, you see everyone as a sh- sh- you don't see anybody as a shooting guard except for Lonzo. Apparently, I he is. I, oh my god, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> 
I'm not saying that Lonzo should be playing the two, but if we're keeping Bledsoe, why not? He has a 40% catch and shoot three. Yes, but Cameron, how often is he shooting those threes? I don't think, I mean, I'll tell you right now, Lonzo is probably shooting what? Five threes a game, maybe. Well, my thing is this. How many times do you see Lonzo ball? They pass him the ball and then he attacks the basket. He just, he's more better at setting people up. It's just what he does. You don't, if we play him out of position, y'all think he doesn't look great now? He's going to look terrible then. I don't know. It's, we said this before. A lot of things are up in the air with the Pelicans. They're not really saying a lot. So it's all, obviously, it's all predictions now, but that's, that's Cam, just what I see. Cam, let me put it to you this way. The Saints have a guy who plays cornerback for them who barely plays. Do you know who that is? And he makes, he has a seven or eight million dollar cap hit. PJ Williams. No, P Rob. And he's been playing a lot lately with the injured a lot of more. But normally speaking, he rides the bench for $8 million a year. It's the same scenario. Like Parker said, you don't let a guy hurt you twice. Yeah, I've never understood the logic behind if you pay a guy and he doesn't work out, you just have to ride with your mistake. Like, that makes no sense. Like, just the only reason we traded for Bledsoe and Hill was to make the money work. And, you know, now it's Bledsoe and Adams is to make money work. Um, now, I think, I think what Griff's idea is, I think Cam could be right in the sense that Bledsoe will play early on. I think Griff's going to try and uh, build his stock up, and then I he'll agree. ship him out. I he'll get him. Out. I see. I can, that's I, what I, I hope we do. The furthest I see him shooting up for us is I don't see him. Uh, obviously, that's the trade deadline, but I don't see him playing past All Star break. Maybe. Um, but hey, maybe he balls out. Maybe he wants to be here. Maybe so. Um, Never know. Yeah, let's hope Cam's right. <laughs> let's hope Cam's right. Maybe Lonzo becomes the best shooting guard in the league. Um. <laughs> oh my God, y'all are twisting my words. I'm not saying Lonzo should be a shooting guard. I'm saying, with the addition of Bledsoe, you you can't put Bledsoe at the shooting guard position. You're literally it's saying not, Bledsoe got, has to come off the bench. He can't come off the bench because he's I'm 16 million a year. I just don't. It doesn't make sense to me. He's our second highest paid player on the team. Hey, Cameron, let me ask you a question. If Omar Ashik was making twelve million dollars a year, would you have started him? He did start. That's because right the backup was a guy who was bagging groceries on the street in France a couple weeks before that. Cameron, the team right now, Omar Ashik's making let's say eight million a year. Do you play him? No. We'll, we'll give you the exact same contract. He's making what Bledsoe makes. Do you even let him see the court? <laughs> I don't even let him in the team arena. Like that is the worst basketball player that's, that that's different. Ever been on the, that's different. I mean, it's not. He, oh he, man. Ashik and Bledsoe are not even close to being the same player. And I'm not talking position-wise. I'm talking... But the logic is the same. The logic of the fact that you can't play... You have to start a guy because of how much money he makes. You know, they're... Okay, okay. So let me backtrack. Let me backtrack. I'm saying you don't... Because Bledsoe has talent. He has the potential to be a good... Well, he already was a good guard. He was was a great guard in Phoenix. Um, Cameron... I'll go ahead and I'm going to say a name and it's going to kind of like unravel your whole argument of having to having a, a guy has to start to improve his stock and everything or get paid a lot. And his name is Lou Williams. Um, sweet Lou. You know, they have a six man of the year award. I mean, you can be very productive off the bench. Like I have no problem if Bledsoe comes off the bench and plays serious minutes. And if he balls out, I mean, his stock's still going to go up. Those teams are going to look at it and be like, man, he's balling out coming off the bench. What is he going to do if he becomes a starter? You know, I guarantee at least half of the NBA would sign Lou Williams to become a starter, but he likes his role off the bench. That's what the, where the Clippers want him. So he gets I to enjoy his time at Magic City. Magic City um, with Jack Harlow. What's popping? Shout out Sweet Lou. Shout out Sweet Lou. I played against you in 2K. Um, but no, that's why. Um, kind of getting off basketball a little bit, uh, talking more college football, the AP poll dropped. Um, any surprises there, y'all thought? I will have it pulled up in a second. Uh, if you wouldn't mind just running through it real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Alabama, obviously, is number one. Oh, you're lagging uh, kind of bad Dame there, buddy. At number two. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, you good. Yeah, we're good now. Sorry. Taylor. Uh, yep, Alabama is at number one, obviously. Uh, Notre Dame is number two. 
Uh, then you have Ohio cool State that. three, Clemson four, Texas A and M at five, and then Florida at six, Cincinnati at seven, BYU at eight, Oregon at nine, and Miami at ten. And then you have you guys, Northwestern at eleven. Did you guys hear that BYU got a call from Washington, uh, Washington University, asking them if they wanted to schedule a game this week, and they said no. So everybody's like all up in arms because. I mean, at the end of the day, BYU's 9-0 now, but they've played nobody. Like, for example, they played North Alabama this week, and they pummeled them. But they're going to try and be in the college football conversation, college football playoff conversation, but they haven't played anybody. So that was a big mistake by them on my part. I think they're taking that game. And that's, I mean, that's a power five team. So you got there and beat them. I mean, could shake some heads. Yeah, I mean, they're at eight right now. So unless you get some serious shakeups, um, yeah, but the only team I see kind of shaking stuff up is Cincinnati. I feel like if I feel like AM's not going to win out, um, you're right because they finna take an L this week, baby. Who they play LSU, they play the tag, they're gonna be six and one. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Probably right. Who's that? AM play, yeah. plays yeah. LSU, bro. I was just looking at it, it was a 14 point spread. I was I'll, like, wow, I'll take AM to cover. I'm not gonna lie, I'm you gonna would take, take AM to cover in that. I mean, A and M's number five. Auburn is twenty-two, and we beat you. And Auburn beat LSU by what thirty-eight points? Yeah, we all know it's about matchups, not about previous games. I agree, but I mean, you look. Uh, Texas A and M's beating some serious, uh, serious competition. I'm pretty sure. I'll take the points. I don't think we beat them, but I'll take the points. Texas A and M so far has played Alabama and lost. They beat Arkansas. They beat State. They beat Florida. They lost to uh, Alabama, and they beat Vanderbilt. Mm. But I mean, oh, Vanderbilt, we beat them. Florida. I mean, Florida. That's a. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> they beat. Uh, they beat South Carolina forty-eight to three. I just hope it's a competitive game. In all honesty, yeah. Um, Ohio State. We got. So, how many is games? The, wait, is the is the Iron Bowl this week? Iron Bowl is this week, yes. Or is it next week? Iron Bowl is this week because I'll be in uh hopefully I'll be in Florida and watching it with my dad. Oh wait, are you sure? I don't see it on here. Oh yeah. yes it is, yes it is. Saturday at two thirty. And take Wow, time. do you know this do you know the spread on that game? What you will it? not guess the spread. Take what a guess. Twenty points. Twenty four. I'll take wow. that. I think I'll take the I'll take the points. I'll take the points on that, man. I think well, they beat you by two touchdowns. I'll take if, the points. If Tank is healthy. I'll take the points either way. Yeah. Speaking of Auburn, some big news coming out of there is they had a self-imposed ban for postseason basketball this year. What? Uh, I didn't hear this. Yeah, and there's an investigation into Sharif Cooper's eligibility, and he hasn't practiced. What? Has not practiced You're in lying. weeks, and he's looking to go overseas if he's ruled ineligible. You're making this up. I'm not. Unfortunately, I'm not. You're making this up. That is not true. Look it up. What? Because of what? What, Saying they paid him? No, because of some... Dirty dirty Bruce Pearl at it again. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They are doing it because um, there's a self-imposed postseason ban, which is so stupid. uh, Investigation of bribery charges. can't play in the tournament. Correct. Okay, bribery means paying, Parker. (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) Oh. So same stuff that LSU ran into a little bit ago, but then uh, I don't get the self-imposed ban thing. I've Innocent until that. proven guilty. I've never. We'll wade the we'll wade the American gangster. You cannot lock him up. <laughs> I just don't understand why you would do a self-imposed ban. Why not just take the punishment the NCAA? Well, because it's it's the same thing LSU football did because they know something happened, so they're like, um, let's go ahead and just we'll penal we'll penal, ugh, penalize ourselves. Don't don't worry about touching us. Yeah. So if Sharif Cooper is rolled ineligible, he hasn't practiced in weeks apparently. Wow, that's really bad for Auburn basketball. Sure is. Well, I mean, hopefully he Tariq finds his way. I have a feeling if he's talking about going overseas, it's probably going to happen. Probably going to happen, or he'll go G League or something like that. But well, let's Parker, not talk Parker, about you, that. You, well, wait, time out. You do realize the season starts in two days, right? Yeah. So <laughs> they better make they better make a they better make a decision quick. Let's not talk about <laughs> it before I cry. Um, a little bit off topic, but and something we haven't talked about yet. This isn't on our spreadsheet, but I just got the notification. Uh, little baseball news that the Braves are in serious talks with Charlie Morton. 
I like mm. that. That's not I a bad too. one. I do too. I think the Braves, if they are able to keep their team together, I think the Braves should be the favorite to win it all next year. Um, well, I mean, obviously the favorites can go to the Dodgers, but I agree. Did, but I mean, did y'all see that uh, the Rays are open the trading Snell? I will take him. <laughs> <laughs> you guys also seen? I know this is off topic, but the Toronto Raptors are going to be playing their games in the Tampa Bay Lightning Stadium. Yes, I've seen that. Yep. Yeah, because they couldn't get it passed in uh, Toronto because of the COVID. Great stadium. Of, Great stadium. Up. Hey, maybe we'll uh, do the Pelicans play the Raptors this year. Probably. I'm sure they do. I don't know. Well, if it's in the Tampa Arena, maybe we go take a trip, go see my folks down in Florida, go see an away. Uh, Pell's game in a hockey stadium. And go see Pascal Siakam. And Fred Van Vliet. I'll let y'all oh, know if we play him. Um, so they last haven't released the schedule yet, I don't think. No, they haven't released the schedule yet. Uh, last thing on our written mm. agenda is the um, Connor versus Dustin fight that just got announced. Mm. Mm. My favorite topic of the day. For those that don't know, I'm a big UFC fan. Parker and Cameron, not much into the UFC. They watch, you know, the big time fights, but I'm the one who follows it the most probably. So what but is? I'd like to hear y'all's opinion first, and then I'll rebuttal. Um, I mean, I'll take Connor. I mean, I don't know enough about. I'll be honest. I kind of put this on there because I know you'll be able to talk about it, but I don't know enough about Dustin Poirier. Correct. I know, me he's, a too. Good, I know he's a good fighter. <laughs> I know he's a really good fighter. Um, but I mean, I think Connor's going to come in with some confidence, like he always does. I mean, and I, I feel like Connor's not taking this fight. If there's any doubt in his mind, he he has a chance to lose it. Um. So for those of you that don't know that are listening, they fought six years ago, 2014. They fought for the first time. Now it was at 145 pounds, which is a featherweight division, which is the first championship that Connor ever won. But he knocked him out in the first round. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with Dustin Poirier having to, uh, you know, they cut weight. So I think yeah. he cut weight a lot to get down to that weight. So he couldn't take as much punishment. Um, I don't think it'll be the same result in the next, in the, upcoming fight because it's at 155 pounds. I think it'll probably, I, I think it's still a knockout. I think second or third round, I don't think it's a first round knockout, but Dustin Poirier has an imp. I'm going to take Connie in it, but it's going to be a lot closer and it's definitely not a, a walk in the park. This is probably the toughest guy in the division now that Khabib has left and retired. So Dana White can come out and say that it, this isn't for the lightweight belt, but this is for the lightweight championship of the world. So Conor McGregor goes out there and wins, uh, Word is that he's going to take a step back from UFC for a second, and he's going to go fight Manny Pacquiao in boxing, which would be pretty <laughs> interesting because their agent is actually the same person. He represents both of them. That's funny. So that I think so. Here's what I think the game plan is: I think he goes out there and fights Dustin. I think he beats him. I think he goes and turns around quick, and maybe March or April he fights Pacquiao, and then I think either he fights in the UFC another time, or he tries and gets Floyd Mayweather out of bed. And run it back with him, but Floyd who knows? Out of bed. Yeah, that's, that's what he funny. said, man. Yeah, I think he's gonna. I think he'll beat Dustin. I think it's gonna be a really, really good fight. Um, I think it'd be a good one. Do you, Do you uh, with you being such this? a big? Uh, it's January twenty third, correct? Yeah, twenty third in Abu Dhabi, and they're actually gonna Dana White announce they'll have fans, and they'll also be having a bunch of. Um, in-person events, there'll be fans there and they're going to have concerts and they're going to have pool parties and all kinds of shit. So he said, you know, to hell with all the coronavirus stuff, he's going to be testing people. And apparently the technology they have over there in Abu Dhabi, apparently they already have a vaccine. They're already distributing it over there. So wow. I don't know. He, he's saying they're already going to be moving forward with fans. What was your question, Cam? Um, so you being a big UFC fan, do you, do you like the idea or agree with the idea of UFC fighters going into boxing? Preferably uh, McGregor. I mean, he's the only I mean, one whatever, on it. whatever makes him the most money. I mean, I don't care. To be honest, unless you're a big time guy to go in there and do what these guys do, you're not getting paid enough. Like Dana White can say all he wants about money and things like that. But I mean, for, let's use Dustin Poirier, for example. Connor will, if he wasn't fighting Connor McGregor, which honestly, he's going to get a lot more money, a lot more attention. He's fighting Connor. If he was not fighting him, he'd probably be getting. Mm, a little under five hundred thousand, wow, maybe a little, a maybe blind. a little more, maybe a little more somewhere in that range to go out there and potentially die. I mean, potentially, I thought you <laughs> potentially I mean, you, die. You could die. So yeah, I mean, at I the mean, end of the day, and and he's a high end fighter. When you look at a guy who's coming off 
who's one of the prelim fighters who, you know, goes out there when people are still getting their popcorn and stuff. They're making, some of those guys are making less than 20 grand. I mean, they go out there and lose. And then you got to pay coaches. You got to add in, uh, you know, any kind of other, under the UFC pays for most of the stuff, but a couple other expenses in there, things like that. So, I mean, you're looking at, and then you got taxes. So, I mean, what are you walking away with? 10 grand to go out there and slug with somebody for 15 minutes? Get your head knocked in. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely a problem. I've I've been hearing a lot with the UFC. I know a lot of players, I'm saying players, a lot of fighters have, have gone on strike. Yeah, John Jones is a big one who wants to be paid. Um, you know, a couple other ones out there who are just demanding to be paid. A lot of them, it's forced a lot of guys into retirement, like a Henry Cejudo, is, who is, you guys probably don't know him too well, but he's the he's the champion of the lowest men's weight class. And so he's a little bitty guy. He's like 5'4". He fights at 125 pounds and 135 pounds. So he doesn't increase a lot of uh, fan view. So the UFC wasn't paying him according. I think they were only paying him like you know, a little over 100 grand to go out there and fight as a championship fighter. So he retired. He said, screw this. And it's sad because UFC is getting so big. I mean, they have their contract with ESPN. So you you think with that ESPN money that they're getting, they'd be able to pay these guys a little bit more. And especially since they're they're getting a lot more viewership with ESPN. I mean, UFC has taken off a lot, like big time over the past few years. So... It, it should, it, it's sad that these guys aren't getting paid what, what they should be. Yeah, the fight to watch, though, for next year, um, obviously things are kind of slowing down as far as UFC goes for 2020, but 2021, the fight to watch is going to be John Jones versus Francis Ngannou at heavyweight. That mm. is going to be quite a fight. Nice. Yeah. Hey, I love John Jones. Yeah, he's a... He's just an asshole off the court. He is an asshole the, just because of... the octagon, but... He is an asshole because of what he done with what he did with uh, DC, you know. But just he he's had so many incidents of just bad stuff, so many pop drug tests, all kinds of stuff. He's just right. he's overall not a great person, but he's definitely the goat in terms of mixed martial arts. That's so, what that's what I meant. Like I don't that. I don't like I don't like him personally as a person. I meant just as a fighter. He he's he's great. Yeah. Oh yeah, best ever. Oh yeah. Um, if we want to kind of. Tie it back in, kind of be the last thing we'll talk about. Uh, uh, I just saw that Pro Bowl voting is just became live for the NFL. Do you have any votes for the Pro Bowl that you think not a lot of guys are getting enough credit for that maybe they, they should go ahead and get the nod? Trey Hendrickson. Mr. Trey Hendrickson. Yes. Is he even doubting me? Uh, you can't see because of my green screen, but Trey Hendrickson is my phone background. Oh. Um, <laughs> I assume he's going to get consideration. I mean, he's going to get consideration for not just Pro Bowl, but I mean, he's going to get consideration for All Pro. I mean, he's leading the league. He's tied for the lead league in sacks as a not an every down guy. Uh, oh, it's crazy. I, I mean, think so- I think Taylor touched up on this last episode, but if they had the most improved player award. He he would easily get it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he definitely. And another thing I want to touch on from last episode that I was actually mistaken about that I heard on the radio. So Marcus Davenport, actually, he'll be going into his uh, fourth or fifth year next year. Anyways, he has a fifth year option that we can pick up. So we don't have to pay him yet. Um, but we do have to pay Trey Henderson. And the thing that they were talking about on the radio, uh, Bobby Abair in particular, he was talking about how if we don't pay him, somebody else is going to pay him. Man, so, why do you have I mean, to ball? Why do you have to ball out on a contract year? Trying to make that money, man. Yeah, he's trying to make that money. But that's the th- that's the thing I hate about contract years because they ball out and then we pay them and then they they don't stay as consistent as that contract year. So if we do pay him, I hope he he keeps the same energy that he has this season because I mean, we we definitely love having him on the on the def- on the uh, defensive line. I mean. You don't want to get a you don't want a guy like him to go away for more money or even or a better contract, I say. Yeah, they don't always they don't always take a step back of the contract. You look at a guy like Mr. AK forty one and um a guy that really balled out. Obviously he'll be a pro bowler. Another guy mm-hmm. that I think should get a nod uh is Terry McLaurin out of Washington. You know, mm-hmm. I kinda of talked of that. I wanted to talk about him. Um I mean you look at all the top receivers in the NFL. When everyone says the top receivers, they say D-Hop, they say Mike, they say Julio, they say DK, and they say um, Devontae Adams. Am I missing a name? 
No. I mean, Odell went healthy, it up. but that's it. What'd you say? I said Odell went healthy, but that's it. Yeah, but you look at all those guys, and all those guys have top 10 quarterbacks. You know, Matt Ryan isn't playing great this year, but, I mean, the guy's got an MVP. You look at Devontae, he's got Aaron. Yeah, Matt, Ryan, Matt Ryan's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean. Yeah, Mike's got Drew. list goes on and on. And then you look at a kid like Terry McLaurin with Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins as a quarterback. And, I mean, he's he killing it. is balling. I mean, you get him yeah. on a different squad. You put him on the Packers or the Seahawks or something like that. You put him on the Chiefs with a guy like Patty Mahomes someone who can actually push the ball downfield, give you the ball in space, fit it in those tight pockets. I mean, he might be challenging for number one or two. I mean, he is just – he is young too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, it's only his second or third year in the league. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if he stays or if Washington can uh, get a quarterback to get him the rock better. But And, do- you know, before we go, I just want to shout out one person because I've hated on him a lot in my years as a sports fan. And that is Patrick Robinson. Patrick Robinson in these last two weeks has played the best football I've ever seen out of him. Because yes, that sir. man was actually holding Julio Jones. I mean, we got to all admit, Julio Jones went healthy as a top two wide receiver in the NFL. Cool. And he held him to I mean, a pretty decent game. I know Janoris came over there and played. Janoris played the game of his career yesterday, by the way. But um, shout out to P-Rob, though. That's all I wanted to say. Shout out P-Rob. Shout out P-Rob. All right. Oh. Uh, Catch us next week, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, stay tuned. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Um, we'll be posting stuff there. Updates, our thoughts on stuff. A lot of interactive posts that you can interact with. And catch y'all next week. Later. Peace.